Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Potted Together podcast. My name is Becca, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, Adam and Nicole. Say hello. Hi. Hey. How are you guys? Good. (laughs) Don't all go at once, please. (laughs) I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Oh gosh, I don't know what to say. Okay, transparently, this is our second episode we've recorded today, so we're kind of like, ooh, what's new? (laughs) Hey, uh, so about the week I talked about in the last episode. (laughs) Yeah, well, okay, so, yeah, well, let's talk about what we're excited for next week then. How about we say that? Oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Okay. (laughs) I just opened up some plant mail. Actually, just I'm going to talk about that yesterday. I opened up some plant mail yesterday, and I have some very, very excited <laughs> specimens in that mail. So I was Ooh. I'm I'm jazzed about it. Is that one of the pictures you posted on Instagram today? Yeah. So my whole I got four new Hoya and oh a new philodendron. Ooh. Yeah. Are you doing an unboxing or anything, or can we know? No, because I haven't showered in a while and. <laughs> I got the plants out of the mail and needed to open them right away because, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. a thousand Arizona problems. Right. It's still over 100 degrees out there, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Well over 100 degrees. I mean, I've done this thing now where I sit out in the morning with my coffee on the patio mm-hmm. because the hummingbirds are just like everywhere. Yes. And so I just sit out there and watch hummingbirds in the morning, but it's still like very warm in the morning. Yeah. My mom has a fountain in the backyard that they just got that she loves and she talks about often. <laughs> and a hummingbird, and I swear it's the same hummingbird, comes every morning and just drinks out of the fountain. So that's what I was doing when I was out there too because it's really the only time of the day until the sun goes down that you can be outside and not be in water and tolerate mm-hmm. the heat. Yeah. So so when can we see the Hoya? Oh, um, well, I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Someone <laughs> Never. <laughs> Someone made a comment about you know, like no one makes videos on how plants, like how to keep plants happy in Lekka. And so I'm just like, whoa, I don't know if I should document the whole process of like from starting to, you know, full grown plant. I get that question a lot too. And I feel like one of us has to jump on that wagon and, and do that long drawn out video because I do. People are very... Yeah, let's do it. People are very interested in the entire process of LECA, and they have a lot of questions. So I feel like if we put our heads together, we can totally do a collab video on it. Yeah. Cool. Done. It's in the books. (laughs) Yeah, you guys should do that. That would be a really fun project video. I had a project video come out a couple weeks ago, and people really loved it because you get to see the results in the video. You're not, like, waiting I mean, it right. might take a few months, but it's nice. It's cool to make them too. Your seed, you're from seed plants, is yeah. the one you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I loved that video. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, that oh, was. You're fun. welcome very much. That was very fun. <laughs> so, for me, what's new? I suppose, you know, I didn't talk about this in the last episode, but I'm thinking I want to get a new phone because 
I just found out that my business technically could buy me a new phone. Yes. Because I really have been wanting the new iPhone, I don't know, like 11 11. or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then as soon as I get interested in buying the new phone, I'm hearing words about the new phone, like the iPhone 12. And I don't know when it's coming out, actually. I don't think there's even a release date. But I guess it doesn't, I don't know if it would really be that much different, but I currently have the 8 Plus. Which oh, is a great yeah, phone. Yeah. It is. That's a good phone. I I dropped it in the bath like a couple months ago, I guess. And one of the speakers doesn't work anymore. So I'm like, wah, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Time to upgrade. Oh, wait. Adam and Nicole, you guys will probably appreciate this. I just found out that you can change the quality of your video recording on your iPhone to like 4K 60 frames per second. Yeah. Did you guys both know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, in School of Rock where he's like, you guys are pretty good out there. You guys are good musicians. Why didn't anybody tell me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I mean, Apple usually does their reveals in September. So maybe that's when they're going to reveal the new iPhone. But I don't know. I haven't heard Ooh, much yeah. scuttlebutt about it. I feel like they do that, though. Like, you, you just get the, the newest and greatest and latest iPhone, and then six months later, there's talks of the newer iPhone. I know. I have the 11. Jay has the 11 Plus or whatever it is, like the bigger one. I, the Pro. I think I have I have the Pro. 11 Pro. Okay. And, I mean, I think you can ag- agree, Adam, like the camera is pretty amazing. Like, it is a really good camera. Yeah. And that's I use it the lens attachments for my Macro Monday shots because I just absolutely right. love. So yeah, the camera's really good. I don't use the wide angle camera very much. Okay, so you have like the normal camera, then you have like a zoom camera, and then there's a wide angle one that goes 0.5 times. So it kind of is is like a fisheye, but I just don't find mm-hmm. the quality of those photos spectacular. So I don't use it either. I mean, if that's going to be the difference in a phone, like if you if one has the wide angle and the other doesn't, I wouldn't fret too much about it. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I've been wanting to actually get a wide angle lens for my camera, too. We've talked about lenses a lot, but I think I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah. For for vlogging, for sure. The wide angle. Yeah. Yeah. Because right now I feel like the my current like the kit lens that my new camera came with is actually really good like oh my god it's a world of difference from my old camera like your videos your quality is great thank you it really is yeah Yeah. i have a lot of i used to have a lot of focus problems like if people watched my older videos they would just go out of focus (laughs) all the time for no reason (laughs) yeah but okay it was silent though it didn't make that sound i know but in my head i made that sound every time i saw it (laughs) yeah that's it's like trying really hard to find my face it is not moved it's right in front of it (laughs) anyway so those are my two like i'm I'm thinking about making some tech purchases through my business because yeah mine as well i mean yeah you got that five-year amortization schedule with those big tech purchases you got that down what (laughs) oh like the depreciation on your tax return yeah yes i'm i'm learning about that right now like on your schedule c you can depreciate them for like their as long as their life is like five years for computers yeah three Mm -hmm. years for software can you believe that yeah i had no idea i uh i need to make an llc because with all these like merch purchases and stuff i haven't i don't have an llc right now so it's gonna be messy af come this tax season you haven't done that i don't either i need to like Mm -hmm. i was trying to think of what name i would want my llc but i was like naughty co (laughs) (laughs) not dude 
I know, I know. <laughs> not dude. Naughty plants, boy. <laughs> not, not boy. Not boy. Oh my god. That is the funniest rendition of your name. So sometimes people will comment on our videos about each other and sometimes people just like really mess up Adam and Nicole's at name and it just makes me laugh so hard because they're not they're not doing it on purpose. It's just they're like, Oh right. yeah, not boy. <laughs> right. <laughs> They'll call it not boy and like my clean plants. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. So funny. I've gotten like cleaner plants and like clean my plants and I'm like, okay, I'll take it. Whatever. (laughs) You know who I am. That's good enough. (laughs) Uh, But Adams are usually funnier. (laughs) Not boy is just hilarious to me. You sound like a, like a superhero. Yeah, it does. Uh, Man. But anyway, so yeah, let's get you guys set up with your LLC because I did that a few months ago and I know how to do it. And oh, good. Yeah, I'm working on something at work actually to help businesses like ours. So, well, you guys think I think you know about that already. So, yes, we'll get connected yeah. because yeah, if you are a YouTuber or you make money online as of recent events, you know you might not know, but it's a lot easier if you declare yourself as an LLC. It's not very expensive either, and it's just so much easier on your taxes mm-hmm. because you do have to you do have to claim the income after a certain amount. So, but anyway, anyway, so what about you, Nicole? Let's hear from you. What's, you know, what's the, anything new from the last hour? (laughs) From the last hour and a half? Um, Well, I I didn't talk about my plants and when I returned home, like to my house full of plants after being gone for two weeks, I was actually shocked that all of my plants survived. And I mean, we have someone staying here with our dogs, but every time we go out of town, even if it's just for a week, I usually come home to at least a few dead plants. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, I gathered up my plants. I talked about this a little bit on Instagram, but I gathered my plants up um, by LECA and by soil. So I kind of separated them, grouped them together so that our house sitter can only water the soil plants. And it worked. Like the LECA plants thrived. The soil plants were great. I came home to no dead plants which was really crazy like I had a few yellowing leaves on my adansonii and that was it so it was a successful trip because that's like the biggest fear I feel for people in the plant community to go out of town for so long Mm -hmm. it's like oh you got to leave your plants and you have to leave someone else like if someone's watching your house or checking in you know yeah you have to leave them up to like checking on them and it's for someone who doesn't have plants which she doesn't it it's it's scary because I was like, what if she drowns them? What if she doesn't give them enough? What if she just, you know, <laughs> yeah. you worry. I want to say like six months ago or maybe more, Hilton Carter, I remember, posted some kind of like uh, how he sets up his plants for like a plant keeper to come in. And it was so mm-hmm. organized and so beautifully done. But I, I don't know. I mean, that's pointless oh. to me saying that because I can't tell you specifics, but I just remember seeing it <laughs> and being in awe of, like, his setup. But, you know, with you, Nicole, Lekka, it's in, in me, too. It's helped, especially, yeah. like, going out of – I was out of town for 10 days, and mm-hmm. I came back, and all of Lekka plants were fine, you know. They yeah. were still just, you know, chilling and had their nutrient Drinking. solution. Yeah. I have a question about Lekka for you guys. So someone sent me a message the other, or I don't know, maybe today, asking how does systemic insecticide work for LECA? 
because mm. systemic is you water it in with the plant. Like you water in neem oil or I'm using this new solution by Arbico. How, like, does that work with LECA? Honestly, I don't know because I've been, go ahead, Adam, do you have more input on this? No, no, I've never used a systemic <clears throat> at all, ever. I haven't okay. either. Yeah. But I know that systemics work by root uptake. It takes up the the whatever the systemic is made of and then it's just like existing in the plant cells the plant material and then when the bugs bite into it they obviously die but the plant's not affected so i feel like it would work the same way except like most systemics are granules that i've seen and i think really well i've seen i guess the one systemic that i hear about a lot is the bonide systemic which i think is Mm -hmm. granules that you would sprinkle onto your house plant Okay. Yeah. Kind of like mosquito bits where you would water it and then it would kind of go into the soil. But I don't know. I mean, it probably wouldn't be very attractive in a cash po, um, but it probably would work. I guess I just, I don't know. I've never used one even when I had soil plants, which I probably should have been, but I haven't worried like, about it. Yeah. And there is like the systemic that I'm using is liquid. So I, mm, I was okay. thinking like, oh, I guess like you could just put it in with your nutrients, but I don't know. I don't know how LECA works at all, and I get, actually, a lot of people ask me stuff about LECA, and I'm like, I'm just really not interested in LECA. I, mean, I know that's disappointing, mm-hmm. but I don't have any plants in LECA. I don't see that ever happening for me. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> I'm sorry. I and just that's don't. fine. Yeah. that's t- And that's totally fine. Like, I still enjoy all of my soil plants. Like, all my cacti are still in soil. So, um, I mean, I get that. You know, yeah. there's nothing wrong with not liking LECA. I just never, I've I've never had any pests on my LECA plants yet. I've only been doing it for about eight months now or so, Yeah, coming up on a year. So I haven't had the need to really use a systemic yet. So fair enough. Yeah, It would be a good, it would be a good thing to test out though. Yeah. I've heard that LECA is really great for pest management and you'd think with mm-hmm. my issues, it would be more attractive to me, but it still isn't. I, I prefer soil really, but. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing like getting your hands into like a big bin of soil mixture. Like you're mixing up your soil. I just, I still love that. I do. I absolutely love it. But I switched to LECA because I ordered some expensive Hoya, my first like big overseas Hoya purchase. And I was just like, I cannot kill these plants. And so (laughs) that's why I went to LECA. And then they thrived in it. So then I was like, well, I'm going to keep converting some of my Hoya to LECA. And here Mm -hmm. we are. Yeah. Yeah, Hoya seem to really enjoy it. Yeah, they, they really do. do. That's a whole that's a whole other podcast episode right there. Yeah, it, it really is. You guys should let us know on Instagram if you'd like to see like a soil versus LECA. I think you guys would be, be able cool. to weigh in on that a lot better because I don't have anything in LECA. But you can also use it for propagation without it being, you mm-hmm. know, using the nutrients and all that. But I've tried that and I... I was very unsuccessful, but probably because I did it wrong. So I feel like I could learn a lot from you guys as far as that goes. Because I would propagate in LECA. Because it might be better than propagating in water. Maybe. I mean, I think it is because there is air that's allowed to get to the roots while they're still getting enough moisture to create roots. But then also, I think the transition from LECA, a new propagation from LECA into soil is easier, in my opinion. Yeah, I think... It's easy to root plants in water. It's just the transfer into soil. Like it takes a little bit longer to establish. Right. Which is fair, and I recognize that. I just water is so easy. I never fail in water. Like I've never. Okay, I can't say never, but it's like 
seldom <laughs> failed to root a plant, you know. But That's true. Yeah. Someone I always fail when I use spag consistently. It, I so always rot the plant. And I'm very envious of people that only use spag to to root or to propagate. I actually mm-hmm. have a um, regale in spag in a mason jar, and I like, you know, gave it a little bit of water, closed it up before I left out of town, and it was on its way out. Like it was almost dead. The leaves were crispy. It just didn't have enough humidity. And I came back home, and it's putting out two new leaves. Wow. in this closed mason jar in spag and now i feel like okay now i need to get like a big tupperware <laughs> and just propagate everything in spag mm-hmm. because now i'm on a roll you know yeah i don't do spag a lot if it's out in the open but in a closed environment it it's worked well for me but mostly from like the wet stem wet stick is what they call it so i like have a wet stick of a plant and it usually does really well growing in like a closed sphagnum environment but i need to try that again I would like to try it again because I, I don't necessarily want to buy sphagnum moss again, but I have some because, oh my gosh, it's hard to buy small amounts. So after I get through this, I don't know if I want to buy it again, but I'd like to use it. And you can keep reusing it too in your own home. Like you can sanitize it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Right? I, Is that right? I, Am I making that up? I think so. No, I think so. I use it. Mo- I really only <laughs> use sphagnum when I'm doing uh, like shipping plants to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, well, today, not to drive us away from this fun topic, but today we're going to be talking about finding contentment in our plant collection and this big search to find more rare, bigger, better plants. Um, Especially right now, I think, with the hobby becoming more popular, which I want to say off the bat, I think is a beautiful thing. I'm definitely not a gatekeeper of the plant community. I think everyone should join. I think it's beautiful that people are getting plants. But with that comes a lot of comparison and, I don't know, just in general feeling really dissatisfied with your collection. So we kind of wanted to talk today about how we as individuals remain satisfied in our collections and sort of curve those need to those needs to spend and acquire constantly. Because I think that's really important to circle back to that conversation often Um, because there's nothing wrong with admiring plants and wanting plants it's just yeah it can become unhealthy and it's important to recognize that yeah so one of you go ahead and tell me tell me how you stay content with your plants Nicole how about you go first okay so I I guess on the topic of acquiring bigger more sought out rare plants I guess you can say for me I've never really been into the hype of more rare plants. So I still go to my local nurseries and I still absolutely love my most basic plants. (laughs) And I don't know, I, I feel like you get to a point in your plant collection where you get a watering routine down, you get a system going and you're like, you know what, if I, if I add any more, it is going to become out of control and really learning new things about each one of your plants like for instance my string of hearts that I'm staring at right now in my office it has grown it it grows so much I'm constantly propagating my plants so even 
like in that sense, you can constantly propagate your own plants and make new plants from your current plants. You don't have to necessarily go out and buy new plants. So I guess, you know, just learning to appreciate the plants that you have and to spend more time with them, maybe cleaning your leaves, <laughs> no pun intended, or, you know, switching some plants over to LECA, experimenting with the plants that you have. I found that's kept me pretty content with my plants. Now, have I gone and like done some plant swaps? Sure, those are always fun. And I feel like plant swaps are a healthy way to acquire new and different plants without necessarily spending a ton of money on them, especially during the times that we're in right now with people being out of work and whatnot. But I don't know, I just, I haven't, honestly haven't purchased a plant in months. And I don't feel like I'm lacking anything. I really don't. I feel like I've been home a lot more because of the pandemic, so I haven't been working. And I've just, like I said, been propagating, transitioning some new plants to LECA, experimenting with different things, bringing plants outside and seeing how they do outside. And so, I don't know, I just... I guess I can't relate right now to the plant craze and buying plants and pricing on plants too and like mm-hmm. where everything's at and and what people are talking about in the plant community right now. Yeah. I think it's hard to plant shop right now because even yeah. and and maybe it's easier for us because we already have established collections. So maybe if we didn't, it would be a different story. It'd be a different feeling and conversation in general because I mean, I'd say we all have pretty robust collections to keep us busy. For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. But, yes. yeah. What do you think, Adam? Well, I'm kind of reaching that point right now where I'm feeling, I, I, I go through, like, peaks and, and bows of, like, feeling overwhelmed with my plant collection. Like, and I'm, I'm in the overwhelmed section right now of that kind of cycle because while I love all the plants I have, like, I don't know. Sometimes it just feels like it feels overwhelming. I don't know how to put mm-hmm. that other than saying overwhelming. Like I I don't love clutter. I want to make sure that every one of them is happy and that's not the case and it never will be the case. So I have to let that go. But um yeah, I I don't know. I get I get the hype and I understand like the whole the excitement of an auction, the excitement of like being the first to see someone put a plant for sale and you need to buy it kind of thing. And then that, that release of dopamine when you succeed, you know, it's, it's a high, like it's for sure mm-hmm. is. Um, and that's kind of funny that you say like, we all have established collections and how different would it be if we were just getting into plants right now? Because I think it would be vastly different than when we started. Like mm-hmm. I didn't even give that a sec- like a thought. Cause there's so many people entering in to this hobby and it's, it's amazing, but I don't know what that looks like as far as like online sales go because I feel like I'm in that boomer category where I'm like, I remember when that plant was six dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. You know, it was Pink, only like a year ago. Pink Princess. I, know. I remember seeing a video with uh, NSE Tropicals. I can't think of her name. Enid. 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 Yes. Where she said she was throwing away Pink Princess. Like a couple years ago, she was throwing them away because no one wanted them. And then. And then boom, you know, it's the PPP boom. But I don't remember what the question was. I'm just rambling about my overwhelmed (laughs) feelings of my plans. But uh, (laughs) yeah, it's definitely I feel like I'm very similar in that I'll feel really overwhelmed and get rid of like five plants and feel much better or like 
accidentally kill a few things and be like, whew, all right, we're okay. <laughs> Becca put up some air quotes on that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> accidentally. Um, it happens sometimes. <laughs> like, when when that big spider mite infestation happened, when you guys were over, I just, like, threw mm. away some plants. I was like, it's not worth it. I was on the edge about you already, and you have really bad spider mites. I'm just throwing you away, yeah. sanitizing the pot, and starting over. Um, but, yeah, I think with me staying content with my collection I feel like honestly is a lot easier because I have every plant that I want like if I didn't though it would be a lot harder so I understand why that is so difficult to like want to have that chase want to acquire so much and I obviously I do still feel like that there are more plants that I would love to have but I think there's also something to be said about like having healthy boundaries with yourself and with like your housemates whoever you live with roommates your partner like whatever like I don't know I'm I don't like living in clutter either and I feel like it can very easily become that because we only have a few windows we don't live in greenhouses so the plants can only go in so many places so that's usually when I start to get overwhelmed when I see that all my windowsills are filled all my tables are filled I'm like oh god it's just gotten too far I think in those moments, it's like, okay, you kind of have to go through and think about which plants are really sparking joy for you. Not to be cliche, but I'm kind of doing that right now as I'm preparing to move. Like, I don't want to get rid of a lot of them, but I am going to not bring every single one. Mm -hmm. But I think what Nicole said, like spending time with your plants and experimenting with them, those are both really great ways to find contentment in your plants because, and like grow in your contentment with plants it's not something that just happens one day it's something that you grow into and I think it's important also to like collect plants for the plants not for status and stuff like that's been talked about a lot recently like do you have plants because you genuinely love plants or are you just like I don't know not to say hopping on a trend but or or are you just trying to make money you know what I mean Mm -hmm. you can tell the difference between the two types of collectors and not bagging on either one it's just people who have a genuine love for plants will stick around for longer and Mm -hmm. wait out the prices and all these things because it won't be a big boom forever yeah save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90 percent lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or 7-up all with your card shop these deals at your local kroger today or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today kroger fresh for everyone prices and product availability subject to change restrictions apply see site for details I do think that you are right in the sense of, like, I didn't think about that either, Adam, about people just getting into plants. Like, I remember when I first got into into plants before I started doing YouTube, when I was watching people on YouTube, there's so many more YouTubers, plant tubers, we call them, in the plant community now, and I feel, which is a great thing. And I feel like if you're just coming into this realm or this community and you're watching everybody's videos and you're seeing all the different plants people have and people are acquiring, and it it's we're in the middle of a pandemic, so I feel like with that alone, people are acqui- are wanting to acquire and surround themselves with so many plants because plants are therapeutic and plants are comforting and they're helping us get through this time 
But some people may be seeing, you know, people having or buying very rare, expensive plants and they might think, oh, I need that, you know, and I just feel like that shouldn't be the case. And Mm -hmm. to someone who's just coming in the community, you know, just to let you know, you don't have to do that (laughs) to be happy and surround your surround yourself with plants. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, the price gouging and the price explosion that we've seen is not because these sellers are I mean, it's a mix of a lot of things, but if people are willing to pay those prices, then they're, of course, going to sell them at those prices. Like, it's not, Mm -hmm. it's economics in my mind. So if you're not going to be buying plants at those insane prices, then they're going to have to drop the prices. But as long as people continue to buy them, uh, it's going to stay high. So I, Mm -hmm. in that case, I just think, like, a lot of people want to point the fingers. They'll say, like, oh, well, it's the people posting on Instagram that are driving with the prices or it's the sellers who are being greedy. Like, it's a mix of everything. But as long as mm-hmm. consumers buy at those prices, like, they're not going to change. It's economics. Right. So It'll right. go up, if anything. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, yeah. I And circling back to, I really like that idea, Nicole, of, like, doing – projects and experiments with your plants I think that's so amazing to do like you know take a plant and see what propagates faster soil like a you know yada yada I mean that's it's a way to keep things exciting and also make more plants you know right mm-hmm. go on a date with your plants oh that's <laughs> fun I like that take your plants on a date <laughs> yeah I think those are all really important to remember yeah, because there's just such a demand right now. There really Which, is. I mean, and I, it, it's beautiful that so many people are interested. It's just there will be people that will take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. That That's just life. Yeah, it is for sure. And that's why I feel like, you know, if you're in a position where you're trying to surround yourself with plants, like for therapy, and you're really just getting into the plant community, a great thing is just to develop some friendships within the plant community and you can plant swap. You can, mm-hmm. you know, it's a really good way to acquire maybe some of those plants that you might not be able to afford, especially during such a difficult time. Because I know I've I've definitely done that. That's how I acquired my Thai constellation and my Monstera elbow through friends that were just so giving and, and kind to, to trade with me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Trading plants is so underrated. It really mm-hmm. is. You don't have to go to an organized plant swap to do it either. Um, Not at all. And there's a lot of like etiquette surrounding it, but it really is as simple as sending a message on Instagram or posting on your Instagram stories or in your group on whatever Facebook, Indoor Jungle Directory, wherever you are meeting up with friends online. Like, hey, I have these plants. I'm looking for these. Who wants to trade? Like simple. Super simple. Yeah, and you can develop so many fun friendships out of that. Wait, should we talk about Indoor Jungle Directory? That I was just going to go there, but did you just say? No. <laughs> I, I'll, well, I'll just say something about it because it, I know it feels weird to talk about your own stuff, but um, my experience, Becca started the Indoor Jungle hashtag pretty soon into your plant collecting it was mm-hmm. you were on that live episode with Maria of, from Bloom and Grow. I remember you talking about it then, but you had already established it where you do a hashtag your city indoor jungle. And 
Um, and now it's morphed into, a, you know, a community website where you all can go and have friends and, you know, message boards. But my experience with IJD was I met friends in Phoenix before I even moved here because of it. And I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever really told you that in life, but like I made Instagram friends because of Indoor Jungle Directory, the hashtag on Instagram, who were friends in real life now because they were at that first plant swap that I met you at, like people that I was like, oh, I know you from online. So it's, yeah. Oh, that the, makes my heart sing. That's com- really great. <laughs> the community aspect of it is just, it's so important, especially for people who, like me, we use plants as like therapy because I was feeling super alone at the moment in time when I was like really getting into plants and using that to just fill a void and also like finding a community of people who didn't make me feel alone and I really am so grateful to IJD for that oh beautiful thank you plug 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 but it's like like, that's a true it's a true story and it's really like it it made my life better yeah. Well, that's really sweet. I I think it's so new. And when people don't have like immediate success with it, they're like, oh, well, whatever. But I mean, you really have to be kind of consistent. And like, unless you live in a super established city, you might not find it event like you might not find someone at first, but you kind of just have to like play around with it. And you can become a uh, I don't know, you can make an account on Indoor Jungle Directory or you can just use the hashtag on Instagram and find people that way. And it's really great. I I'm a, I had no idea that the Phoenix plant community was that intense. It's huge out there. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like I feel like um, with Indoor Jungle Directory, you know, if you're not having any success finding anybody in your city, kind of be active. You know, maybe search people out on Instagram, bring them mm-hmm. over to Indoor Jungle Directory, get a group started, talk about possibly setting up a plant swap or you know a more informal plant swap and just yeah you know start the conversation yeah I think it's really meant to be an alternative to Facebook because Facebook in the plant community has just a lot of the drama in the plant community is derived from Facebook a lot of the time and that's what I'm seeing yeah it's kind of just like a a nice place to go to escape all of that you can join a group without it being I don't know, nasty, and I just feel like the, yeah, the mood over there is Mm -hmm. just so vastly different, Um, and it's still very pure on Indoor Jungle Directory, and it will stay pure, obviously, because I'm running it, but yeah. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I guess that's a, an uncomfortable self-plug, but thank you for saying that, Adam. No, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was a great story. It's, um, it's something I'll cherish as this community and your hashtag, and now your online indoor jungle directory have like been a catalyst for that. So, oh, I'm so glad. I never really liked Facebook. Oh, dumpster just... fire! It's just so bad. <laughs> yeah, it really. I, I don't know. I'm only I'm only on it to post like I don't know milestones or holiday pictures for the little bit of family I have on Facebook. Like that's literally the only reason and then I have like a group for my photography because it's just easy for some people aren't on Instagram so it makes it easy for my clients to find my work on Facebook and that's that's really it when I started hearing about the plant community tea drama whatever you want to call it I was just like but but why like why are why are people on Facebook creating drama 
happy because people enjoy it. I don't know. I that's I just mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's maybe a, it's like this. Ugh. Maybe it's just like this stigma in my head about like Facebook in general and me hating Facebook that I'm just like, oh, it's because of Facebook. That's why. <laughs> like, just stay off Facebook. <laughs> I use Facebook like strictly for the marketplace because I used to be such a gal for Craigslist, but then it started getting Mm kind of weird. And I don't even know if people still use Craigslist. I mean, I'm sure they do, but I use it for the marketplace. Like I've looked at the marketplace in Columbia like so many times and found beautiful things. And I'm like, dang it. Why am I doing this to myself? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I did it this morning. Like, why am I like this? But I use it for the marketplace, and I'm also a part of a, a cockapoo group for dogs, like the breed, because Leo, Aww. we're pretty sure Leo's a cockapoo, so I joined the group, and it's just, like, so pure to see people, like, share videos of their dogs. But that's really all I do Yeah. Yeah. on Facebook. So, anyway, I, back to the conversation of contentment. Um, yes. Yeah, I think it's really easy to always be looking for the next best thing. Always. There's always going to be something new coming out. Um, But with plants, you know, there's a lot more that we need to be aware of. It's not makeup. You know, these plants are not being built out of thin air. Um, There's lots of, I don't know, there's been a lot of conversation surrounding conservation in the plant community and lots of issues with poaching. And we don't need to go too deep into it because I'm sure that most people are aware. But, you know, this attitude of like needing more needing more needing more rare needing bigger better it it has a pretty big impact on the environment like it could very directly affect the environment if we're not aware at least you know what i mean i don't know if we yeah. want, we don't have to get too far into that but i mean con, con, i don't know consumerism affects all walks of life but plant consumerism can very easily turn super ugly for things that are not human yeah i mean and first and foremost plants belong in nature like that's where that's where they started that's where they belong and that's not saying that you know you shouldn't have house plants you should but i think when you have when you add on to the the rare slash hard to find hype and a plant it's like i don't know I, I, I can say that I feel like I've been guilty of this too. Like I don't really stop and think like, well, where did that plant come from? Or how did this person acquire that plant? When very, because all I was thinking was like, I need this plant because I love it so much. And you know, you buy it and that's fine. But like, if you find out that that plant was stolen or if you find out that plant was obtained illegally or, you know, poached, et cetera, like I know that I would feel a lot of guilt about that mm-hmm. you know so I just think yeah I think when you're in that that hype to just like maybe ask yourself those questions of like well you know do I trust this person is this a seller I trust or do I you know do I have to have this I don't know mm-hmm. yeah I think yeah is the seller reputable that's a really great a really mm-hmm. great start where are they sourcing the plants and reputable sellers will share that information they're not afraid they will show you you know what i mean so but you get those people that won't it's very similar with clothing (laughs) like the garment industry is awful and we don't ever think about who makes our clothes but they're made by people all clothing is made by human hands so how can a shirt be sold for two dollars and that person have a livable wage like how can that plant be sold in mass quantities when it's endangered and not have an impact on the environment in their natural 
where they're endemic to. So just some things mm-hmm. that we should think about. Um, I remember my first time in Arizona being that I love cactus so much. I remember driving to my mom's house and my stepdad pretty much introducing me to the swarrow cactus and just kind of seeing how massive these plants are in their environment. And I can only imagine it's the same like shocking reaction someone would have to visiting a rainforest, you know, but they're so beautiful. And then, you know, he went on to tell me that, you know, if you just touch one the wrong way and someone catches you, you can, I mean, you can serve jail time. It's, it's pretty serious. They're Mm -hmm. so protected in Arizona and um, the desert. So I, I just, that just popped into my head and I just remember feeling like, wow, that's something to really appreciate. Yeah. There's, yeah. Plants definitely deserve a lot of reverence, truly. Mm-hmm. Yes. A lot mm-hmm. more than I think I offer them. Like, I'll speak for myself. You know, they're mm-hmm. incredible. Swaro alone is incredible. Like, mm-hmm. so much reverence. Um, and but. speaking, I guess, speaking back to contentment, one of the ways, me personally, like, that I find contentment in in staying engaged with my plants is to buy smaller plants or get, you know, like we talked about the swaps or the cuttings, because if you buy a fully mature plant, you're just like, okay, like it's beautiful and it's lovely, but like you're missing out on like watching that plant go from like the smallest little like two leaf node, one node cutting to like being, you know, a large plant. So that's another thing is just like maybe start small and, and grow your collection instead of buying the mature specimen that is Instagram ready and beautiful. Like take the time, put the work in to like establish that plant, you know? Yeah. It's definitely more rewarding too. Yeah, absolutely. Did your guys's collections start largely off of like established plants or cuttings? Like how did your collections start? I think a mix of both. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think a mix of both, mainly because I just, when I started, I really couldn't afford <laughs> to buy, like, mature, beautiful plants. Mm-hmm. So I was searching on Etsy, um, you know, obviously researching some reputable sellers, um, and one being the plant Chica. She's in California. She's an absolute amazing plant seller. She's great. I bought quite a few plants from her and those were full plants that I got because her prices were just great and some I got from friends and they were cuttings so I feel like a a mixture of of both but I will say I love starting with cuttings because I do enjoy watching them grow and having that accomplishment feeling like I did this I grew you you know I'm doing something right Mm mm-hmm Yeah, I would say mine too mostly started from smaller plants, but there are, you know, I bought larger plants, you know, the big box stores when I was starting out. I would go there Mm -hmm. every day on my lunch break. I would go to a Walmart and just see what they had. I mean, that's where I got my first Cebu Boo Epipremnum. Epipremnum? Epipremnum. Epipremnum. Yeah, whatever. But, uh, you know, the most joy that I have in my collection is those plants that were small, you know, like the the small cuttings. I know like a lot of people 
talk about my Hoya collection or people will say like your Hoyas are so large but all of my Hoyas started out so small you know my Obavada that is climbing up my wall and almost to the ceiling now started out as like a five leaf thing I got off of Etsy Mm, that's so cool and so yeah I think I love how they look now they're massive and I mean the huge Carnosa that I had was always big and I was given that you know way before the Hoya hype Boy, like I mm. had that Hoya when I started my plant collection. What about you? Did yours start with like a mix or? I think the like very initial start was cuttings. And listen, this is very controversial, but I'll admit this. I house sat for a woman who loved plants. So she had a lot and I did snip a few leaves from her. And that's how a lot of my plants have started. Okay, and... truth, <laughs> truth time. Can I tell you? Like when I saw that you said that in a video, like it was one of your first videos because like we yeah. were all both starting. I was like, <gasps> I would be so mad if she did that to me. Yeah. There was a really big controversy controversy later on in plants about stuff like that. Like, um, and you know, like now having an established collection, like, yeah, that would make me mad too. But in my defense and I don't I still don't condone it it was like one leaf you know what I mean like from each plant but still it was wrong I didn't understand you know what I mean yeah Yeah. I was just gonna say like what trying to get into the to the Becca pre-plant mind like you probably were just like I can make this grow and Mm -hmm. like it's it's one leaf and I don't know I feel like I can see you being innocent and doing it. Like, yeah. I can't see you being devious. Yeah, there's no malice off. there. There's none. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's an unfortunate, it's an unfortunate thing. And yeah, somebody did like scold me big time on YouTube. It was one of my first videos I said it. I actually might have privated the video at this point. But yeah, it was not good. Like, obviously, I would never do that again. I, I never did it after that. That was like maybe I took like four cuttings and never did it again because then I was like oh god that sucks like I hate that I did that to her um but it's not as if she was a stranger as well so there's that mm-hmm. too we knew each other but um anyway my yeah my sins aside <laughs> <laughs> that is how a lot of my that's how a few of my plants started and then I think I, I bought some plants originally but I don't have them anymore but I do have all of those cuttings still like all of them wow besides one actually um, but I you know what you can do? Give her you know you the can leaf do? back. You can snip off a leaf from each one and be like, uh, <laughs> here you go. Just a little gift. <laughs> Here's a return. No. Plant mail. I know. I know. No one come after me. I know that it was wrong now. Hindsight is twenty twenty. But and we love you. You know what? Let's just normalize people hearing a point of view and then changing their opinion on it and that's what you've done so you know what thank you yeah. for thank you for yeah. even like saying that that you feel like guilty about it now yeah hey you know what i can have a moment of humility and trust <laughs> yeah. that my friends won't ream me so wait is <laughs> ream the right word does that mean something i uh, okay we're good okay so <laughs> leave that in <laughs> okay cool so yeah i think that pretty much wraps up the conversation i mean that was really good i hope that um do, do you guys have anything additional you'd like to add anything we missed i think this is a great conversation to add and maybe we can 
extend the conversation over on Instagram on on our on this week's post if you want to talk about it in the comments. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, I think it's definitely a conversation I'd like to open up to the plant community about staying content with your current plant collection and like what you're doing to do that. Yeah. Like we've said, and like you've said with everything, there's always something else that's coming behind. So I really do want to hear what other people have because like Nicole, you said the experiment thing. I never thought about that. I'm sure there's a lot of other things that I haven't thought about. So we would definitely like to hear from you guys to find out how you stay content with your collection. How do you stay content with the plants that you have and maybe some tips on what you do to not feed that desire to find more and find the next best thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be really great. So with that, you can find us over on at Potted Together on Instagram and just look for this week's post and just start the conversation in the comments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. Again, we're on Instagram at Potted Together. We're also on YouTube. We are going to have some collabs going up over there. You can find us at Potted Together. And if you'd like to leave a review, that would be awesome. Reviews will help us get into more people's ears, share these conversations. So yes. um, where can we find you on Instagram, Adam? Oh, on Instagram, I am at not dude, K-N-O-T, dude. <laughs> and I am at my clean leaves or, you know, my clean plants or plants are clean. <laughs> <laughs> my plants are clean at Instagram. and i'm on instagram as de la plants spanish de la plants except plants is spelled how you would spell it in english which is confusing but oh well (laughs) de la plantas (laughs) i've had a few people comment and be like you should have done it like this and i was like you're right i should have it's it's too late now it's too late now i'd be like don't should me a little bit of spanglish Never heard anybody. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. We will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye. 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 When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.